Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Survive and Thrive, a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how in changing times, leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but also thrive. I'm your host, Jennifer Ayers. As a recap, last season, we focused on change management and helping our listeners understand how to positively influence the change they want to see in their organization. This season, our fourth season, we hope to focus on some of the aspects facing many companies today regarding the future of work. Recently on Survive and Thrive, we discussed the consequences of burnout and how it affects us mentally, physically, and emotionally inside the workplace. If you need a recap, I highly recommend listening to episode 31, season four. We talk in detail about the mental barriers of burnout and how the root cause is an abundance of stress from everyday work pressures, including unrealistic deadlines, demanding business responsibilities, and a lack of work-life balance. But today, we'll move away from the psychological consequences of burnout and focus on burnout recovery. And I partially want to highlight the enormous benefits of consistent meditation. Although it seems complicated to manage, there are plenty that business leaders can help their employees and themselves stay clear, calm, and be able to take on necessary tasks that propel transformative growth. First, let's start on why implementing mindfulness practices like meditation at work is worth it. According to business.com, UK employers have had to pay over £26 billion due to sickness, absentees, decreased productivity, and recruitment costs from high turnover. Not only is burnout affecting team morale, but it is clearly placing a heavy financial burden on our leaders. It's imperative that when we figure out ways to boost our employees' mental health, we can think about things that help them stay more committed to their work with clarity, creativity, and effectiveness. Luckily, there is a potential solution in the form of mindfulness meditation. Sounds so simple, but I can tell you firsthand that regular meditation, even doing one minute of breath work every day, helps people in tremendous ways make significant progress when they're trying to manage the various emotional stresses that can trigger us today. In a study conducted by the meditation app Headspace, participants who use the app every day for 30 days saw a 32% decrease in stress. There was also a 14% increase in focus and a 22% decrease in mind-wandering. For not a lot of time, the outcome is significant. I personally love the app that Dan Harris uses or put out there called 10% Happier. He created an amazing app that features a number of significant meditation professionals that can help you through guided mindfulness practices in all sorts of ways. I use that app every day and I swear that I probably wouldn't sleep at all at night if I didn't have that app. There is also a correlation between meditation and employee engagement, according to the American Journal of Medicine. Per the study, nurses who used Headspace for 30 days had a considerable increase in job satisfaction, and satisfied employees mean more collaborative teamwork, less turnover, 
lower stress, and better emotional balance throughout the day. Meditation is amazing, and it costs nothing, and just a little bit can go a long way. It's not something that you're going to see make a huge impact in your life immediately. It's something that takes time, but is well worth it. By now, you may be wondering, how does meditation actually work? Why is there always so much talk around it? You see, meditation is one of the few mindfulness exercises that has consistently shown science-backed results. Meditation is a cognitive exercise that teaches control over intrusive thoughts and allows you to become calmer and more present in your surroundings. Those who meditate regularly have lower heart rates, oxygen consumption, and blood pressure, meaning they're more relaxed and immune to the physical pains of stress. In other words, meditation could be one of the tools you and your employees could leverage to help minimize the impact of workplace burnout. When we think of meditation, we often think of cross-legged and focusing persons sitting around breathing, but that's not the only option. There's tons of guided meditations on YouTube and other apps that I've mentioned, like 10% Happier, that can provide options for you no matter what you're doing during the day. There's even walking meditation apps. So give it a try. If you're not sure, you feel like you're going to stink at it, believe me, I can hear you because I definitely felt that way when I started. And I'm by no means some sort of professional meditation artist here. But I can promise you that over time, even just giving yourself one minute of mindfulness, of breath work, can just make such a difference over your lifetime. I've even been in work settings where prior to a meeting beginning, I'll ask everybody to take one moment of breath just to pause because it's likely they've been running back to back from meeting to meeting and haven't just had a moment to just pause. You would be amazed at what kind of conversation can spark out of something like that. Another great way to avoid burnout is to create a leadership style that, well, doesn't burn your team out as well. This may sound silly, but it can be challenging in practice. When it comes to mitigating burnout, it's not always about how much you work and how much work your employees do, but what type of work. According to Gallup Analytics, managers get the best out of their employees when they identify what they do best and you praise them for it and provide them with ongoing tasks that highlight their strengths. Employees who can do what they do well are 57% less likely to burn out. They tend to be more tapped into their work, more efficient, and overall less stressed. Obviously, there's always going to be tasks that we don't like to do or stressful or are hard. However, what Gallup reveals is that leaders need to be cognizant of what employees enjoy completing in their jobs. Sometimes the person who is there and who is available is not always the best choice in the long run. Sometimes we must shift workloads for the entire team to ensure that everyone is getting the opportunity to excel in the right areas. By building your team's confidence, you'll be surprised at how much better their performance can increase, creating a more harmonious environment for all. Also, the word collaboration over the pandemic may have been used so many times that people might be tired of hearing about it, 
but it is really important and it can really improve overall employee morale and engagement. When people feel like they can connect to others and they're not isolated in the work that they're doing, a lot of power can come from that. Lastly, make it clear to your team why their work matters. As we discussed in episode 26, season four, employees who feel connected to their job burn out less and they understand how they fit into their company's mission. By thinking about your work culture and what your workers need to function comfortably, you can prevent the mental barriers that limit engagement or productivity. If you pay attention to the well-being of your company, they will be well enough to succeed. Through meditation, positive feedback, purposeful connection, etc., your employees will want to remain members of your team and will put the effort in to take your business to the next level. With all this in mind, I hope you feel ready to start the burnout recovery process, enabling everyone, including yourself, to thrive. Thank you, everyone, for listening and joining this week's episode of our Survive and Thrive podcast. Remember, at Consinity, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, thrive. Take care.